This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as you came in a miraculous way, God taking on human flesh, she came into Bethlehem and were born and placed in that manger. Lord Jesus, in such a miraculous way, move into our hearts today and stay there forever. I pray this in your name, our Savior, Jesus. Amen. You made your list. And you've checked it twice. Uh, in fact, you've checked it more than twice. You've checked it over and over again. It, it's not the naughty or nice list, right? This is the list that you have of the people and the gifts that you're going to get. Right? And as you look over it on Christmas Eve, you made it. Right? Everybody's name and gift, it, it's checked off. A sigh of relief. And you can relax. And now it's time to go to your side of the family for the Christmas celebration. You grab up all the gifts that are going to that side of the family, right? And you put them in the car. You know they're all there. But you go back in the house and you look underneath the tree just to make sure again, right? And sure enough, they're all packed in the car. So you lock the door and you and your immediate family, you are driving to your side of the family. Christmas carols are playing in the car. You're kind of humming along. You're just basking in this relief time and looking forward to the celebration. And then suddenly in the middle of that Christmas carol, it dawns on you that you inadvertently forgot about a loved one from the very beginning. Son of a nutcracker, right? You need a second chance. It's a good thing Walgreens is gonna be open. Mm -hmm. This Christmas season at Victory, we've been looking at some of our favorite Christmas movies. And, and so the question I have for you today is, what is one of your favorite Christmas movies? For those of you worshiping online, you can give your answer in the chat room. And for those of us here at the Ministry Center, why don't you share your answer with someone sitting close by you? What's one of your favorite Christmas movies? All right, raise your hand if you said die hard. I heard it a couple times. All right, all right. Well, we've been looking at, at some of our favorite Christmas movies under the lens of the greatest thing that ever happened. God taking on human flesh and blood so that he could be our savior and the savior of the whole world. 
And as I, I mentioned earlier, today what we're going to do on Christmas Eve, we're going to look at the very first Christmas movie. It's the most published Christmas movie of all times. There are a lot of versions of it. There's a version uh, of George C. Scott. You know, some of you will remember that. And some of you are going to have to Google that. There's Bill Murray, Jim Carrey, and of course, Mickey Mouse's version. We're going to be looking at A Christmas Carol. Okay. Not long after the movie A Christmas Carol begins, Jacob Marley goes and visits Ebenezer Scrooge on Christmas Eve, right? It, it, it all makes sense, right? Visiting family and friends on Christmas Eve, except the deal is Jacob Marley's been dead for seven years. It's his ghost that goes and visits Ebenezer. And, and he has all these chains on him from all of his past mistakes and, and sins that are weighing him down. And he tells Ebenezer, right? Unless you change your ways, when you die, you're going to have even more chains on you that are going to torment you for all eternity. And he tells Scrooge, tonight, three different Christmas ghosts are going to visit you. The ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present, and Christmas future. I remember the first time I was watching this movie, I was like six or seven years old. I was by myself in our, in our dining room and, and all this talk of ghosts and everything and, and change, I was scared to death. I was glad the lights were on and my parents were at home, right? As the movie continues, the ghost of Christmas past shows up and ushers Scrooge back in time where he sees a, a beautiful young woman who loves him and he loves her. But nothing ever materializes out of the relationship. Not because of her, but because of him. It was all Scrooge's fault. And he thought to himself, if only I had a second chance. Now, as we've been doing, we look into the movies and, and we look into scripture. And as, as we look at scriptures, I don't, I don't know if you all know this, but scripture's just really straightforward. It, it doesn't mince around, right? Just goes right to the heart. And so Paul in scripture today, talking about himself, he's just really super honest. He, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He says that at one time, I once was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. Just the kind of person you want your daughter to bring home at Christmas, right? See, Paul had a past. There was a time in his life where he wasn't a Jesus kind of guy. In fact, he would go over around the world and, and he would arrest Christians. And he gave approval and applauded at their brutal murder. Talk about a guy 
who needed a second chance. And then that brings us to us, right? We all have a past. We all have chains that hold us down from the past. For some of us, we have family members and friends who are really good at reminding us of our failures and our mistakes and our sins. For some of us, we wish we had a second chance. You know that, that conversation that you had? That, that you could have taken a, a different way but you didn't. And now there's tension or worse. For some of us, there's that, that social media post that we posted. There's that thing that we did. One thing for sure, for all of us gathered here in person and online, we all have a worst thing I've ever done. If only we had a second chance. And that takes us back to the movie. The ghost of Christmas present comes and visits Ebenezer Scrooge. And at the time in the present, right, Scrooge is a miser and, and he is miserable. He is ignorant of the needs of others. And the ghost of Christmas present takes him to Bob Cratchit's house. And Bob Cratchit and his family are celebrating Christmas dinner. If that's what you can call it. Because there's so little food there. Scrooge is shocked at how little food Bob Cratchit and his family have to eat. For Christmas. And even more hurtful to Scrooge is when he looks over and he sees little tiny Tim all crippled and sickly. And Scrooge asks the ghost of Christmas present, tell me, ghost of Christmas present, will these conditions change? Will tiny Tim live? And the ghost responds, these conditions will not change. And tiny Tim will not live unless you change. And as bad as those conditions are, and as much as, as Scrooge wants tiny Tim to live, he just doesn't see himself being able to change. He thinks there's, there's no hope for him that he's beyond redemption, that there's no future for him, that he is beyond a second chance. And that takes us to Paul and what he wrote in the scripture, because he could relate to regrets and missed opportunities and guilt and shame. And so he says this, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am 
the worst. There was a time in Paul's life when he thought, too, he was beyond a second chance. I remember going over this passage in the seminary when I was studying to be a pastor and, and I raised my hand and I, and I said to the professor, I said, I, I have a, a problem with this part of scripture. Okay? And understand you don't say that at the seminary. Right? I have a problem with this part of scripture. I said, I don't think that Paul is the worst of sinners. I said, I am the worst of sinners. And the professor measured with love and concern for me and respect for God's word. They said to me, good, Bill. We're all supposed to feel that way because no one knows more about ourselves than we do. Our present. In our present time, sometimes, we're so inwardly focused, we're, we're so selfish that, that like Scrooge, we're ignorant of the need that is all around us. We just refuse to see it or think about it. In our present time, we have stressors galore. If I were to ask you to, you know, list all the things that stressed you in the, in the last week, and I gave you five minutes to do it, not too many of us would be able to complete our list. We have a lot of things that stress us. We've already talked about one of them, and that's the past. We all have these three haunting voices inside our heads. Would have, could have, and should have. Another stressor that we have is about our future. For some of us right now, we, we might be really concerned about if we, if we even have a future. And others of us, we've got these hopes and dreams and goals for the future, but, but there's this fear and anxiety that maybe things aren't going to work out the way we want them to. The number one song on Spotify this year, probably for all of us, was a song of anxiety's greatest hit. What if this happens? What if? We wonder, am I so pathetic that I'm beyond a second chance. And that leads us to the ghost of Christmas future. The ghost of Christmas future appears and takes Ebenezer Scrooge to the cemetery where he stands at the foot and sees, sees Bob Cratchit stand at the foot of the grave of his son, Tiny Tim, crying and reciting scripture. And Scrooge tells the ghost, take me home, take me home. 
But instead of taking him home, the ghost takes him to his own cemetery plot and drops him in. And no one cares. The movie turns the page and it's later on that Christmas morning and Scrooge wakes up. He's got a second chance. And he repents and he lives his life in a completely different way. So also for the Apostle Paul. He had that moment and that that opportunity to repent. And it shaped his present and his future. This is what he says. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So if you're a sinner, you got a savior, right? Came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul has a second chance. And he repented. And Paul now went all over the then known world, not to persecute Christians, but to proclaim Christ to people who weren't Christians. I don't know if you know this, but God used Paul then to write about half of our New Testament. And as we gather here for Christmas Eve worship, Paul is in heaven. Not because of his good works. No one gets to heaven because of their good works, but because of Jesus. And that brings us back to us. We all need a second chance. We all need a second chance, whether we're standing on this platform, sitting in the chairs here at the ministry center or worshiping online from home or from the hospital or from prison. And the great news is, is that our God is the giver of continuous second chances. Your identity is not in the past. Your past does not define you. In Jesus, God has dropped all your charges. You have a second chance. And as we look into our our present time, right? I I hope you're all doing great. (laughs) I hope you're so excited. You don't have a care in the world. I really do. But, But I know, I know some of you are ready to break in stress, anxiety, depression, that these things either figuratively, maybe even literally have you curled up in a ball in the corner of your house, in your closet, underneath the covers. I just want you to know that Jesus came and he took on human flesh, just like you and me. He understands. 
He understands. Jesus has come to carry not only your burdens, but to carry you. He'll never let go, even if you're kicking and screaming. Take all the things, whatever they are, all the things, all all your sins, all your anxiety, all your stress, all your depression, whatever it is, take all the things and give them to Jesus. Tell Jesus what you haven't told anyone else because he's your hope and he loves you just the way you are. And he loves you too much to let you stay in the same place. You see, your present isn't final. Because of Jesus, you have a second chance. And when it comes to the future, we can be honest about that too, right? We don't know what's gonna happen in the future. I, I can't tell you how many times my phone rang in the last two days. And every time it rang, the future ended up being different than what I thought it was gonna be. Every time. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know that Jesus holds the future. And not only does Jesus hold the future, he holds you. You have a second chance. See, the the Christmas message isn't so much that God gives us second chances, is that God gave us the gift of Jesus, who is our second chance. See, Jesus came as that little baby born in Bethlehem to live under the same law, the same guides as as you and I. And yet he had no sin whatsoever, no guilt, no shame, no regret, no would-haves, could-haves, should-haves. He lived perfectly. And you get credit for all of that. You get credit for it. It's, it's your, you get the second chance. And then that, that little olive skin colored baby boy grew up and, and in that Middle Eastern desert sun, his skin probably became a little bit darker, but there on the cross, it was just stained crimson red as he paid for your sins and mine in full because he is your second chance. He's that thing you've always wanted. And then three days later, Jesus walks out of the grave alive to declare that indeed you're free from sin and that through him you have victory over sin, death, and Satan. He's your second chance. Romans 5 says this, but the gift, you could say, but the Christmas gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did the grace, God's grace, and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? See, Jesus, 
He's God's gift to you at Christmas and always. Jesus is the gift of your second chance. Jesus, that baby boy, is your only chance. Won't you give him a chance? In and through Jesus, as Tiny Tim would say, God bless us, everyone. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you came because we all have a past. We all need the forgiveness that only you can give. Lord Jesus, you came because we all have a present and we need your love and guidance day by day. Jesus, you came because we all have an eternal future and you're our only chance. Thank you for Jesus for coming into the world and coming in to our hearts. Pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.